0: Merry Christmas and welcome to another episode of According to Jason. Today we're going to be joined by my cousin Tyson. Glad to have you here. Um, So on our show today we have our picks for the NBA Eastern Conference playoff, our best big three bracket, we'll talk about that later, and our NFL playoff prediction. So first up we have our Eastern Conference playoff picks, and Tyson and I surprisingly worked together to get this uh, together, um, and we'll argue as to why these eight eight teams, eight or nine teams, will make the playoffs come January February. So, why did we put we'll work our way from the bottom to the top because the Milwaukee Bucks are the first seed. But, um, why did we think like the Detroit Pistons were like the 8th seed? What do you think about that? Um, yeah. like, do you really think they can sneak into the playoffs again this year?
1: Yeah, I think so because the, with as long as Blake Griffin stays healthy cuz you got Blake Griffin, yep. he's an all-star. You got Drummond, he's been in, I think he's been an all-star once or twice. And they got a pretty good team all around. It's just health's been their main issue that's why they can't keep getting dubs consistently so if they stay healthy they'll probably sneak in barely by one or two games
0: yeah that's what i think because andre drummond is um you know has always been you know reliable for them it's just that the pistons have never been able to build the rest of their team because who was their third best player last year was it like reggie bullock
1: yeah i think this year they have that luke Kennard guy
0: they have luke Kennard, yeah and derrick rose is solid off the bench they're six man um, we put the Raptors, ha. that was a pause for dramatic effect, you're welcome Jamie, um, so, we put the Raptors in at the 7th seed, because, suck it, um, 6th seed, we the have Nets. the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, they're not good enough to contend, but, they are still good enough. They have a good enough core to be able to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, we put uh, them
1: at the 6th seed because we have the Raptors at the 7th seed.
0: Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you think? Uh, like elaborate on it. What do you? Why would you think they're just they're they're a cut above? You know the terrible teams. They're good enough to make the playoffs, but they're just you know.
1: Oh, I think a Guy like Spencer Dinwiddie is a big role role player for them, right? And he can get some big nights. Thirty two points yeah. last night. Yeah, exactly.
0: And as inconsistent and weird and whatever he's doing, he you know, whatever, what's happening with Kyrie Irving, he Kyrie Irving is still pretty good. DeAndre Jordan is a really solid backup center, you know. Yeah, he's like, kind of like Dwight
1: Howard. Give a, him a couple, a uh, bit of a role play.
0: Yeah, because at this point, DeAndre Jordan is a role player, but probably one of the best backup centers in the league, one of the yeah. best six men in the league. Um. Oh, and they
1: got Joe Harris, pretty yeah. good shooter. They got Jared Allen, we, Hustle.
0: Yeah, Jared yeah. Allen is a big one. Uh, is Alan Crab still on the team? I'm not sure. Uh, the Nets are the – some of the benches I don't pay attention to are the Nets, the Hawks, and the Knicks. Yeah, so I won't be able to tell you, you know, the teams there. But, you know, I guess we're not talking about those guys. So that's thank goodness. Yeah, the Knicks won't be making the playoffs until I'm, like, at least 93 years old. So Yeah, I'll probably um, be dead by then. The fifth seed, we put Miami Heat. And the Miami Heat, they have Jimmy Butler, they have Tyler Hero, none. So, like, two Rookie of the Year candidates. uh, I didn't necessarily agree with this pick. Um, I had them... Anywhere from a fourth seed to an eighth seed, that's how little I knew about the Miami Heat. But what do you think about the Miami Heat?
1: Uh, I think they play a really, like, in-your-face attack all the time, kind of offense and defense, and it's led by Jimmy Butler, right? And a lot of those yep. rookies, they kind of have the same mentality, and they've adopted that Miami, Pat Riley, kind of yeah. in-your-face, we're-going-to-eat-you kind of dog mentality. So <laughs> Hair-slick-back, swearing-at-refs kind of yes, thing. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, I, the one thing... Uh, that might be a problem come uh, in the future is uh, Jimmy Butler, who the Minnesota Timberwolves, who yelled at um, whatever their coach's name was.
1: Thibodeau.
0: Thibodeau. Thibodeau. Um, a beating the Carl Anthony Townsend, Andrew Wiggins, and a game of three-on-three three with third stringers, and then yelling at everyone and swearing at everyone. And then he had a couple of outbursts in Philly. And I just don't know if this situation in Philly is, or rather uh, Miami, is really to last. You know, because he doesn't like wherever he is. It doesn't matter if he's on a contending team and he's the number one option. He just pretty much hates wherever he is. Yeah, so.
1: once things start to get rough, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. Because he always seems to be happy when things are going good. And then once things go bad, it's over. So
0: Yeah, because with Derrick Rose and Kim Noah and... I think Luol Dang. Anyways, on the Chicago Bulls, he was happy. And then when they all got traded to the Knicks for potato chips, he he hated it. And when they made it, they snuck in as an 8 seed for the Wolves. He was really happy. He was the number one option. He was the reason they made the playoffs. And then when mm, they didn't accept, you know, building around Jimmy, like, the next year, like or giving in to Jimmy's demands, or, you know, treating him like a real star, then he really hated it. And then when stuff like injury started to h- make the Sixers hurt, you know, he hated mm-hmm. that. So pretty much every situation he's been in, he's really liked it when they're good. And he's really not wanting to be there when they're bad. He, d- he doesn't like to stay in one place when they're bad. We put the Indiana Pacers, the fourth seed, and that's really all depending on if they can pull it together and get Victor Oladipo back.
1: Yeah, because like right yeah. now Sabonis has, has a chance to be an all star because they're talking with his numbers and stuff. And 50-40-90 kind of guy. Yeah. And then as long as if Oladipo can come back and he fits in pretty quick and he's really healthy, then they'll have their all their true all star back, right? And things will get rolling. And they were the three seed last year before Oladipo got hurt. So
0: and hopefully miles turner isn't like chucking up turds anymore and he's actually trying you know like because like 11 rebounds and 10 points is not going to cut it when you need miles turner to play like an all-star um the 76ers we put at the third seed and this one really isn't a big surprise they look pretty much the same as last year minus jimmy butler they got josh richardson yeah (laughs) they got al horford Um, and the 76ers look very similar to last year, um, you know, apart from a few pieces and they look still just as good, just as content, you know, just as good as, you know, any other contending team. I don't know. I, you know, I can see them winning lots of games, um, but ultimately not having,
1: you know, not having what it takes. The only problem I have is their inconsistency where Embiid will drop 38 points and then the next night get zero yeah, and then drop 38 again and then have like 12. So he needs to get more consistent.
0: And what I've seen after studying, like, the 76ers, like, I was, you know, doing some research for the 76ers, is that last year, Joel Embiid was, like, posting, shooting, and roasting people in the paint. But this year, I think he's more reluctant to just take jumpers, and that's a real problem. Because you've seen players like Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid and those players, Andrew Wiggins, that if they take too many of one thing, if they try too many of one thing, and they get just... I guess they get comfortable doing that, then that's a real problem because Andrew Wiggins was taking way too many mid ranges, so was Jason Tatum. But when they finally realize that they have more than just that, that's when they're more diverse. Yeah, yeah. they really need to they can't get comfortable doing that. Especially with
1: Simmons not shooting a whole lot. Like he shot a couple threes, but he's still not it's not like you have a point guard that shoots all the time.
0: Yeah, and you can't get comfortable. And another problem is that Ben Simmons is very useless without the ball in his hands. He is a ball dominant point guard. And I saw, you know looking at those summer league games before he was injured in his rookie season, when they were playing him at small forward, Mm -hmm. I realized, Holy crap. He is like really bad. Unless he is the one playing point guard. Unless he's going downhill
1: with the ball in his hands. Yeah. yeah,
0: He's just really bad unless he's playing guard. Unless he has the ball. Uh, number two, we put the Boston Celtics and the Boston Celtics, um, they only have half of their full-time starters out and they are still looking really good because the strength of their bench Kamba, Kemba, yeah. <laughs> Jason Tatum,
1: Jalen Brown's uh, gotten really hot. Recently, Marcus Smart, Yeah.
0: Um, Daniel Theus, I think that's, yeah. and, um, Sir Ennis Cantor, I'm sorry if I just butchered his name. I don't know. Um, what his name is Their the strength of their bench and the, you know, their all-star level, their superstar level of like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, you know? Yeah.
1: So. yeah. And I think Kemba's a lot better fit than Kyrie, just with how Brad Stevens coaches and stuff. I think it's just a better fit. Not, not, yeah, against Kyrie, I just think Kemba's a better fit for the, how the Celtics want to play.
0: It, is Kemba a better point guard than Kyrie? Celtics fans think so, but he's a better fit. I don't yeah. know. I don't think so. I I think they're around the same. But is he a better fit? Yes, he's a better fit. He's not necessarily a better player. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> at the number one seed is not a surprise at all. We put the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Yeah, probably the best team right now because. They've beaten the Lakers, and I know there's been some, like Anthony Davis had a sore ankle and stuff, but still, they've been stomping teams. Like, just last night, they beat the Pacers by almost 30.
0: Yeah, because um, the main thing was is when they lost their depth last year during the offseason when they lost malcolm brogdon and yeah. some other players there's a lot of and questions they were able to retool with some other players you know they ilia sova was looking really garbage they got brooke lopez so instead of having or robin, robin lopez. lopez so instead of having brooke lopez and a bunch of garbage then they had his brother so like they reinforced places that needed to be fixed yeah. and there are a couple of things that they should probably work out to, you know really start thinking about but they were the main thing is that they were able to retool over the offseason and still be just as good. So Yeah,
1: they picked up Corver and they also got Wesley Matthews after the yeah. Pacers signed Brogdon cuz they didn't have enough space for him, so.
0: Yeah. So those are all underrated, you know, underrated signings, Yeah. You know, so. Um Yeah, that'll do it for the Eastern Conference. So our next thing is the NFL playoff picture and we each filled out uh individual, I guess, conferences. So if the season ended today, this is the pl- this is what the playoffs would look like and we and we filled them out and just, w- these are our opinions on who would win in this scenario this possible uh, i guess playoff picture so i filled out the nfc side and so right now in the in the wild cards is the third seeded packers and the sixth seeded vikings and the fifth seated fifth seeded philly and fourth seeded seahawks right now in the wild card and then at the 1 and 2 uh, spots is the Saints and the 49ers and you know I don't know if Tyson uh necessarily agrees with this and we'll get into that but I put the Vikings beating the Packers in the first in the first round of the playoffs so it'd be Saints and Vikings in the divisional round um what would you think about that
1: I I think the Packers would do it the only way I could see the Vikings do it is if they get a big lead and sustain it because if it's a close game Aaron Rodgers can be pretty clutch so
0: yeah you know and Matt LaFleur the, you know the new Packers head coach yeah. has had a similar game plan to Mike McCarthy and that is like run the ball with their really good running back like once per game and then making Matt Rogers do some fancy fourth and 15
1: yeah play you know so like but he is pretty good at those not gonna yeah
0: lie. yeah like throwing Hail Marys and stuff it's just ridiculous but I think that the Vikings you know as Weird as their primetime record is, and as weird as their, you know, against winning teams is, uh, their, you know, their record, I still think they're a better all-around team than the Green Bay Packers, so, the other wild card, I put the Seahawks over the Philadelphia Garbage, or, sorry, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, because, like, come on, Tyson agrees with me. Yeah. Like, who cares about Philly or
1: Dallas, it doesn't matter who makes it out. They're not making it past that first game anyways, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, imagine a, a 500 team winning winning against the
1: Seahawks. Yeah. That would be, like, bedlam. Especially in... with how good Russell Wilson's been playing and stuff.
0: Yeah, and then in the divisionals, I put the Seahawks, or the Seahawks, and the 49ers, and then I put the Vikings and the Saints. Uh, you know, against each other, and I put the Saints beating the Vikings because unless the Vikings pull like some stupid Minnesota Miracle crap, the Saints are not going to lose to the Vikings again in the in any round. Yeah, I agree. um. On the other hand, we have the 49ers and the Seahawks, and I put the Seahawks. I don't think Tyson necessarily agrees with that. Um, but you know we can, uh, you know I don't know. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I th- I think the Niners will beat them just because. They've been playing really well. I know they've kind of lost a couple games, but it's always been on last-second plays, including one to the Seahawks. So I feel like they're going to want some revenge. Yeah.
0: Honestly, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo looks really good only because they've got, like, freaking Gronk 2.0. Yeah. Like, Jordan. Yeah, Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. And, you know, they've got a solid defense, like one of the Bosa brothers. It's, sorry, mm-hmm. the, the rookie Bosa brother. I, I couldn't give you his first name off the top of my head, but it's the rookie one. Um, and the 49ers are just a good all-around team other than their kicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in the NFC championship game I put the Saints and the Seahawks and I put the Saints winning that game. Um and you know it could go either way. This would be a very close game, but I think that the you know the New Orleans Saints can yeah. beat this, you know, beat the Seahawks team.
1: After getting cheese out to last year, yeah, I think New Orleans needs to actually make it to the Super Bowl at some point here. Yeah.
0: Alright, so next up, Tyson uh, filled out the AFC playoff picture, and he filled out his predictions and his thoughts on who would win all these games and who would go to the Super Bowl, ultimately. And in the end, we are going to, you know, argue our points as to whether the Saints and Tyson's pick
1: for the AFC will win the championship. Alrighty, so at first we have Baltimore, second's New England, the third seed is the Chiefs, sixth seed is the Titans. And then the Bills will probably be the fourth seed and Houston will be the fifth. That depends on the last week of matchups, and it'll depend. But they'll still play each other no matter what. And so for the Chiefs and Titans, I have the Titans beating them. I don't really know why. I just kind of have that feeling that the Chiefs are going to choke.
0: And I uh, I don't really agree with that. I, You know, I believe, I mean, like two years ago, yeah, the Chiefs choked. And maybe they have some bad memories, but this Chiefs team is not. It's not like the... Super conservative Alex Smith and Andy Reid. It's like freaking Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and who is it? LaShawn McCoy. I don't know uh, who their running back is, but it's he's still
1: pretty he's still pretty freaking baller. Um, anyways, sorry. Uh, For the Houston Bills game, I have the Bills winning, which is also Jason disagrees with. But just another thing, I don't know. The Bills have been playing really good, and they've beaten – didn't they throttle Dallas on Thanksgiving? Which um, is, that's not saying much, but it, still, like, they've had some big games. They have a pretty good record. I just have a feeling they can do it.
0: It just gave America and all of the world just another opportunity to laugh at the Cowboys. Yeah, so, so that's why I'm
1: cheering for the Bills.
0: So I, even though they're in the same division as my favorite team, the New England Patriots, I, you know, hats off to them for their, this excellent season so far. But this, the reason I disagreed, I didn't necessarily disagree with it. I just did, thought that it's kind of a toss-up between those yeah. two teams. Yeah. You know, Tyson was so quick to pick the Bills and say that they're the real deal, but I think it'd be a lot closer and I think it'd be Houston, but you know, that's just, you know, he filled out the AFC, so we'll just we'll keep going with that. So.
1: All right. So, if if my things are right, then Baltimore will play the Titans next and Baltimore's going to destroy them. And that's just cuz of how like they're red hot. So. Yeah. It's pretty quick.
0: I, you know, I I honestly agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um it's the freaking Baltimore Ravens. Like yeah, like Ryan Tannehill Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, and the excellent Titans defense. Sure. Pretty cool. It's cool that they made this turnaround. They were like what was it? Um like three and six yeah. at the beginning of you know, the beginning of the season, you know, the first nine games of the season. And um Um, you know, they're you're they're an excellent team. But the Baltimore Ravens are just the the real deal. Like Tyson can call the Bills the, the real deal, but the Baltimore Ravens are, are the, the real, real deal. The, you know of you know their division and you know, like uh, the regular season so far and even the playoffs
1: as well. So. And they got the M V P hot take. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll get into the M V P once we get to the Super Bowl. So um next up is New England and Bills, right? So.
1: Yeah. New England's gonna beat the Bills. Duh. They they always beat the Bills. That's not even a question.
0: And considering that New England would have home field advantage in this situation, the Patriots, Tom Brady has never lost to the Bills at home. And it's not going to
1: happen this year. Yeah.
0: Mm, Yeah, no. Brady would have to be like 50. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a couple years. Yeah, he'll keep going. He'll be fine. He'll be good. Um, New England will still start him anyways. Yeah. Um, and then you put for the AFC Championship game Baltimore versus New England. That's I have Baltimore a winning ma- that one. Classic matchup, and I, I, you know, I don't. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, is for the most part my favorite player. The goat. Uh, I think he is the greatest of all time, and I only disagree on this purely because I think that the New England Patriots defense can retool and really shut down Lamar Jackson and show the world that. That game against Baltimore, where they got like totally toasted, is just a fluke. And because we've seen in the past how the Rams could beat the Patriots by a lot of points in the regular season, like in the the years mm-hmm. the two year or two before the Super Bowl, but um, Belichick can fix his defense, bad or good, he can retool the defense to really roast those kinds of offenses. Yeah. Because, well. The Rams put up three points in last year's Super Bowl after averaging like thirty points per
1: game. They could always do Spygate three as well uh, if they want to make sure they'll win. I
0: won't. I won't dispute the evidence. I won't disagree with the evidence because there were eight minutes of
1: Cincinnati Bengals sideline. And footage. Why would it be for the Bengals? That's my question. It's the Bengals. It's
0: the Bengals. Why would you need side unless they want to lose? Unless they're like t- pulling like a uh, like a po- like a mid season tank. You wouldn't yeah. want the Bengals sideline footage, but yeah. uh, I won't disagree with the evidence. It <laughs> is there. I'm. I don't really care, to be honest. Um, But so Tyson picked Baltimore, and I picked New Orleans, and this is a very possible Super Bowl matchup. And you know, why would you think in a given situation why would the Baltimore Ravens beat the Saints in the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, I just think Baltimore as a whole all year has just been a team that pe- people don't really know how to beat, or especially the last chunk of the season when they've gone on their huge winning streak and stuff Lamar Jackson just been phenomenal I I don't know really what to say and the Ravens are
0: one0 in the Superdome. so in the Super Bowl so yeah you know after they beat the 49ers in the super Super Bowl you know so like I mean that doesn't make sense because the Super Bowl isn't in New Orleans this year it's in Miami but yeah we'll roll with that why do I think that the New Orleans Saints could beat the Baltimore Ravens They have the real MVP, Michael Thomas, as their wide receiver. They have Hall of Famer Drew Brees, who's still looking really sharp. Really sharp. Looking like a knife. Um, They've got Alvin Kamara. They've got a defense that isn't totally garbage like they had in years past. They have pretty much a very similar season. Apart from Brees being injured for those five games, they have a very similar season to last year. Mm -hmm. Similar you know, Breeze MVP levels. I mean, he won't win MVP because he missed five games. Yeah. But he, this is a very similar season. And I think that the Saints, apart from that pass interference call, it probably would have gone to the Super Bowl the next year and then, or the last year.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's, this is a similar team to that last year's yeah. Saints. Uh, minus, um, uh, you know, minus their other running back, um, what's his name I'm sorry he's like a pro bowler but I can't name his name and he, I can't think of his name but you know minus that player they're pretty much the same team yeah. as last year
1: still a phenomenal team I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints did win it Yeah. no matter who they played because the Saints have been rolling
0: uh, yeah I they're a, just a really good all around team Uh, last up we have a little segment that we made up ourselves last minute and it is the NBA best big three so this is Um, we took, in our opinion, the best big threes of all time, and we put them in a bracket. And we filled out ours individually, but if you want a bracket, you can fill it out yourself on my Instagram account at, oh, at according.jpodcasts, if you want to listen to it, or if you want to find out information and fill out your own, but this is just in a fantasy scenario where if all of these teams were in their prime, if it was a three-on-three tournament, and it was best of seven, um, you know, who would top them, so, and we'll go through the seeding, and we'll give you the information for that, and then we'll go through who would win, so, at the first seed, we put the, the 90s Bulls, and this 90s Bulls team, um, we based it on the first seed, we based the seeds on win percentage, so, you know, wins over total games, um, So they had the best win percentage, and this is a Chicago Bulls team from the late 90s with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and we put Ron Harper. Dennis Rodman and Ron Harper can be interchangeable, but I think Ron Harper. The second seed, we put the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant, Clay, and Steph. The third seed, we put as uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Showtime Lakers with Magic, Kareem, and Worthy. The fourth seed, we put the LeBron, Bosch, and Wade. Fourth seed, Miami Heat. The fifth seed is the San Antonio Spurs with Duncan, Park, and Ginobili. The sixth seed is the 80 Celtics with Mikhail, Bird, and Parrish. And the seventh and eighth seed is the big three Celtics with like KG and, Ron- er, and Ray Allen and uh, Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce. And then the eighth seed was the Bad Boy Pistons. And the Bad Boy Pistons, who had like one of the best, you know, had the best runs in the '80s. Were only the eighth seed because, like, this is a span over time. So this is how long they all play. These players played together. Bill Ambeer, Isaiah Thomas, and Joe Dumars played for a really long time. So they had some losing seasons as well. So they have a worse win percentage. So they're the eighth seed. And the Bulls, this Bulls team, only played for four years, four or five years, and they had the '72 and '10 season. So That's they they have a seed. really good win percentage. Um, so first up, Tyson and I both agree that the Bulls would beat the bad boy Pistons in, this is a seven game series. Um, we, that the Pistons would only win one game and the Bulls in both scenarios would win in five games. Um, the fourth seeded heat and the fifth seeded Spurs. Um, uh, we both put the seven in seven games, the Miami heat, um, against the Warriors and the Celtics. Um, you know, the second and the seventh seed, um, Tyson said the the dubs, and I think that the big three Celtics would win this series, and uh, you know, I would, I would think it's because, you know, their, you know, their championship, um, you know, their mentality, I think it's because they're all in their prime, in this scenario, they're all in their prime, and this is, like, the win percentage over time, you know, their ring, their, you know, their defensive player of the years, their, you know, their all-stars, um, just amazing the shooting of Ray Allen, the every the the well-roundedness of Kevin Garnett, and the scoring of Paul Pierce. I think is better than the Warriors.
1: Well, so Clay Thompson, pretty good defender, <laughs> uh, underrated defender. So you got he, they've got that going for them. And then Curry is a better shooter than Ray Allen, and Kevin Durant's better than Kevin Garnett. So then I just kind of look at it. Kind of no matter how you slice it, the Warriors would win, unless you know injuries happened like a certain NBA Finals recently.
0: Or like the 2013 Kevin Garnett where he like broke his foot. Or like 2009 and 2013 Kevin Garnett where the Celtics didn't win the finals because he He was was injured.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Injuries aside and all jokes aside, I think the Warriors are just better so much offensively that the Warriors take it in six.
0: Well, and I guess the Celtics didn't win the 2013 championship just because of injury. It's
1: because they were all old as dirt um and the Warriors losing last year was it's a bit of a joke calm down Jamie
0: yeah the Warriors didn't have their entire core calm down bro (laughs) it's just a joke we're
1: just having some fun
0: it's all good bro it's all good at the third and the sixth seed we have the Showtime Lakers and the 80s Celtics who played at the same time and This is a, you know, a matchup. We both said six games, but Tyson said the Showtime Lakers, and I said the 80s Celtics. Um, based on, they played together, and during their prime, the 80s Celtics beat them. But when Larry's back was wrecked, and Robert Parrish was a million years old, and McHale was, well, McHale, he's still pretty good. He was good in pretty much all of the 80s. Um... You know, and while, you know, and while the Showtime Lakers were beating them, the Celtics were, you know, injured. So yeah. I think since this is, you know, a scenario where they're, everybody's healthy, uh, this
1: Celtics team would, you know, beat the beat the Lakers. I don't know. The Showtime Lakers, I think, are kind of, even though people love them, I still think they're kind of underrated for just how crazy. Magic Johnson has such crazy floor vision and stuff, and you still got Cream and Worthy there. I just feel like everyone in their primes, it would lakers would pull it out even though the actual facts of the earth have proved differently and the celtics did do better so yeah.
0: um so in the in the conference finals of this uh scenario we had we both had the bulls um or you know we both had the bulls against the heat yes and then it's celtics versus celtics for me on the other side and he had lakers versus dubs yeah and i in this scenario, I said that the Heat would win against the Bulls in six games, and Tyson put the Bulls in five games. And the reason I think that the Heat are better than this Bulls team is that LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. LeBron James, Chris Bosch, and Dwayne Wade, when they're out on the court closing for you, you you know, you've gotta be like saying your prayers. You gotta be scared of this team. This team is Probably one of the best teams of all time, except for the Mavericks. The Mavericks probably aren't scared. The 2011 Mavericks. But this team is just pretty much unstoppable when all these players are on the court. And I, except you know, LeBron is the the greatest of all time. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade was, like, injured for half of that year,
1: man. Now, the reason the Bulls would win is because Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. And defensively, the Bulls are way better than the Heat. So they'd clamp them up, clean them up. MJ would light it up bulls in five uh, you know
0: someday sometime in the future we might i might you know i might have the confidence to do a greatest of all time debate but you know you know all said and done still just a fantasy scenario lebron will never play mj even yes so next up in the in the conference finals on the other side i picked the 80s celtics you know beating the 2000 celtics and tyson put um the Warriors beating the Showtime Lakers.
1: Yeah, I don't know. For the I had the Dubs winning in 7, it would be a really close series, but kind of like when they played the Celtics in the first round for me just their pure offensive prowess and it's just be, I think it'd be too much for every team except for you'll see my pick for the who would win it all. You know,
0: offensively what uh, you know what I think of the the Warriors they don't have the same offensive system they do not have the same they don't play the same game as the Showtime Lakers but when I look at that big three Warriors I think of the Showtime Lakers success wise And,
1: and ball movement they move the ball really well when they're all healthy and stuff yeah
0: for mine the 80s Celtics are better than I mean I just I went on a you know a big rave about how the you know the 2000 Celtics are better than the you know the KD Kevin Durant Clay and Curry warriors, but the eighty Celtics can't be beat unless they're going up as against like the Bulls or the Heat. So, um, and I put you know in my conference or my NBA Finals matchup the Miami Heat and the eighty Celtics, and in seven games it'd still be a close series. I put the Heat winning that series because again the eighty Celtics can't be beat unless it's against the Bulls or the Heat. But the Heat are playing against them, so you know, that's the, that's the, you know,
1: so I have the same thing with, I have the bulls beating the dubs and it's mostly because I would have the dubs losing to the heat. Had the heat been on the side of the dubs, but since the bulls and the heat were on the first side, we kind of knew whoever came out of that end was going to win it all. So I have the bulls in seven.
0: Uh, I think that makes sense. You know, in, in a, you know, a dream scenario against these things. I think that this Bulls team is a better... Because I know I just said that the, the Warriors reminded me of the Showtime Lakers, but, like, you know, the triangle offense with, like, Scotty Harper and MJ bring up the ball is, yeah. like, eerily similar to, like, Clay Curry
1: and Kevin yeah. Durant. And I, I keep raving about how good the offense is of the dubs. Well, the Bulls' defense is phenomenal, so I think that would be one of the only Freaking teams Dennis that can Robin. slow them down. Yeah,
0: Freaking like won't put up any points, but he can have like 10 rebounds, 10 blocks in a night. Yeah, eight, and he'd so probably like... just
1: throw a couple elbows. and.
0: Well, and then they've got the Luke Longley, and I understand that this is a three-on-three tournament, yeah. but those three players, not only were they the best offensive players, they were probably the best defensive players on this team. Yeah, I mean, minus Ron Harper being not as good as yeah. Dennis Rodman. But thanks for being on the show. We fill out our brackets individually, so if you want to fill out a bracket uh, for yourself, you can go to according.jpodcast on Instagram and fill it out and then DM it to me and we'll include it on our next Instagram post. So that'll do it for this episode of According to Jason. Thank you for listening. Please consider following our Instagram account and Merry Christmas. Thanks for watching.